strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. We are live with another episode of Strategy Talks, where today we'll be talking about podcasting and giving your podcast more visibility and more juice. But before I bring my guests up on stage, I want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need to check out Social Insider. So I'm just going to go ahead and get started. I know some of you are listening to Strategy Talks as a podcast. I want to welcome you. If you're here live, make sure you put in the comments where you're joining us from. My guest today, Sarah Scott, is joining me from upstate New York. I'm in Vermont. We're probably about two hours away from each other, which is really cool, right? New Englanders. Um, are you a native New Englander, Sarah? Absolutely. Born and raised. Okay. Awesome. That's <laughs> wonderful. So who is Sarah Scott? Sarah Scott is the founder of Elite Media Strategies, a full service podcast management service that focuses on helping women business owners elevate their businesses through podcasting. So we're going to talk about promoting your podcast better. Sarah, you and I were in the green room and started talking and I said, let's record because you're yeah. bringing the goods. So first and foremost, let's talk a little bit. How did you get into podcasting? I actually kind of tripped into it, to be honest. So one of my clients is Andrea Vall, who I love very dearly. And she was looking for a new project that she wanted to do. And one day came to me, I was, I was her marketing assistant and said, hey, are you willing to learn about podcasting? And, you know, you don't say no. You just say, yeah, sure, we'll learn this thing. I'll take some classes and we'll figure this out. And so we launched her podcast, uh, The Late Starters Club, back in October, August or October. August, September, October, somewhere in there. It doesn't seem, she just hit 100 episodes. So. I just saw that. I cannot <laughs> believe it's been less than a year and she has 100 episodes. How many, how many? In all fairness, she, three episodes a week. Okay. All right. So in all fairness, there, there's quite a, there's quite a launch there for her that she does do one interview every week and then two sort of shorter follow-up episodes that link back to the interview. So getting to a hundred was a little bit um, quicker track because of that, but yeah. So she just said, would you be willing to do it? And I said, yeah. And then the next thing I know, I start having more and more folks coming to me of like, I need help, like managing this monstrosity of a content machine. And so I just took all of my digital marketing background and now just start pouring it into podcasting, which um, I've absolutely loved. Like, it's just been a lot of fun to do it. So for those who are watching, listening there's a lot of stuff that goes into creating a podcast, but today mm -hmm. we're really going to talk about promoting it because once you've put in time, effort, get guests, know the tools, have all of that. Now mm -hmm. you have a podcast, but if you've shared on social media one time, that's not going to give you the downloads you want. So let's talk about that. What are some of the elements that you can grab 
from a podcast. So you record a podcast, oh it's God. an audio. What are mm-hmm. so many elements you can grab? And, you know, again, you target female business owners. I target entrepreneurs and other marketers. Mm-hmm. So those are our audience today. And whether you are a professional social media um, uh, manager who wants to help their clients promote, or if you're a business owner and you're listening, you're watching today, let's listen to Sarah about how many different pieces we can pull out of one episode. Okay. So out of one episode, so one audio episode, and by the way, I fully believe you should also do video if you can, um, because it gives you that one more element. But even if you're only doing audio, you can pull your transcript, which is going to give you all the words and all those words then become part of the SEO engine. So you want all the words. Once you have all the words, you can then take your show notes and in theory, change show notes into almost like a mini blog post, depending on, depending on the types of episodes you run and things like this. But for a podcast such as yours, like we've got, I'm already giving you two points. That's easy enough to start turning these into blog posts. So now this becomes a blogging post. From there, you can take the audio and turn that into audiograms. So how do you break that up into all the great little snippets and then put those out? And those will run. They can run as reels. They can run just as snippets, wherever you want to use them. But again, it allows for that quick bit. And if you're doing video, absolutely be doing reels or shorts or wherever you prefer to house those fun little clips, TikTok, wherever that happens to go. Um, You can do that. And then you can go into um, taking that content even further. So just like you would take a blog post and break that up into bite-sized social media, do the same thing here. So if I've got a blog post, then turn that into a, a carousel post. Turn that into a question to go back out to your audience to prompt their responses to a thought. There's so many ways you can repurpose this 30 minutes that you're spending with somebody, or even if it's just your own podcast, how do you repurpose all of that to go back into your audience? Like all of those little juicy bits are there. That's a lot. And that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not as hard. The truth is like with, uh, honestly, with about two tools, you can go through and do this not, and it doesn't take quite as much time as it might sound like it could. All right. So let's talk about the tools. What do you need if you starting a podcast or you Mm -hmm. support a client who is ready to start a podcast, what are the tools that you need? So the best tools you're going to need, if you ask me, first starts with how you're recording it. So look to your recording devices on how you want to do that. So whether it's a StreamYard, an Ecamm, Riverside, find a really good tool. Personally, again, I personally like video podcasts, but I know everybody doesn't like showing up on camera. So look for that. Here's the big trick on that particular tool though, that I highly recommend from an editing perspective, you want a tool that will split out your audio. So it's going to do a separate track for you and a separate track for your guest. And what that's going to allow is for any time that we're overlapping each other, we're talking over one another, it will split those tracks out so that either can be cleanly cut, can be cleanly grabbed, if we're going to grab it for an audiogram or something along those lines, without all the extra stuff that might go on as part of a conversation. So look for that when you're going to be looking for your recording tools. Beyond that, I use Descript and Canva. Absolute favorites. Descript, I pull in your, I pull in my clients um, podcasts, their videos, audios, whatever they happen to be. So easy for me to cut, paste, move, um, add in intros, outros, all of this stuff. It's as easy as drag and drop and it will transcribe it for me. 
So it's a fantastic transcriber. Not only that, but if, for example, let's just say we botch something up, for example, um, let's say you're doing one of your own little pieces and you said the wrong episode number. You were referring to an old episode. You said the wrong number. The beauty of the Descript is it's AI software can mimic your voice. So I can actually overdub. Can you say that again? This yes. is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> this is something not a lot of people know. No. So Descript, Descript can learn your voice, your intonation, your inflections, everything. Like if you give it enough stuff to learn from, it will learn it. So that if you need to overwrite or if you made a mistake somewhere, you can go in and overdub your voice. So I can actually correct your voice without you having to re-record something. Wow. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right. So here I am. I use the script and I am literally using it to grab a transcript. So I'm oh. clearly not using all of the capabilities of this tool that I have, which is great. This is why yeah. I have on experts that know more than me on my show and yeah. to share with my audience. So yeah. if you are already, um, if you already have a podcast and you're not really promoting it, maybe you're disappointed with the number of downloads you have or mm -hmm. the views or, you know, reviews, whatever. And you want more people to know um, the awesomeness of what yeah. you're sharing. You know, you definitely need to stick here today and learn some more things. So Descript is that tool that can do all the things. All the things. So I can even take snippets. So I can easily, like once the transcript's done, or even if the transcript isn't, I can take chunks and say, okay, there's a brilliant thing somebody said here. And I can cut that out into its own, well, they call it a composition, but its own piece. And then I can reorient that from a landscape to the portrait. So to that um, reels format and create the reel right there. And it's going to give me my captions automatically. Wow. Based on that transcript. And All right. I can do so much more. I didn't realize, and this is might be, I don't know. I thought Descript was for audio and I didn't realize oh. it pulled into video. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be playing with my Descript account. <laughs> after yeah. this so how then do you use Canva? Um, how, how does Canva play in, into this? And of course, Canva, for those of you who, who don't know, it's, um, it, it's software to allow you to create images and videos um, for social media, website, email, flyers, anything like that. Everything. It's the graphic design tool for non-graphic designers. That's, that's probably, probably the way I look at it. Like, I'm not a graphic designer, but will design anything and everything in Canva. I love it. It's so easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Canva comes in for actually creating all of the other graphic elements that I need. So whether that's cover images for YouTube, um, social media posts, things along those lines. But the other way that I use it in corporation with, um, with Descript is for some of my clients, they have very specific real formats that they want to use. So for example, your gorgeous background here, maybe you want that behind the real if the face doesn't cover the whole thing. So I can actually create templates, template designs that I then pull into Descript that as I create the reels, it automatically creates all of that backgroundness and things like that as well, so that it gives it that branded look and feel as we move through creating all of those elements for my clients. That's awesome. Yeah. And this is yeah. all created. I'm using StreamYard for that. And sometimes people ask me, we are live in StreamYard right now yeah. and the backdrops, everything is created in Canva. And of course mm -hmm. I learned something new. I can now take the Canva templates, 
import them into Descript and then use them to create the reels, which is really cool. Yeah. But if you're using StreamYard, you can also, there is a new tool available to cut snippets right here in StreamYard, which is amazing. <laughs> and you can also record the audio on two separate tracks. Mm -hmm. Those are all some new features that StreamYard has put out, especially I think for those who are using this tool for podcasting, not just live streaming, which is really exciting. Um, so Sarah, so then once, you know, once people have, you know, recorded their podcast, what are most podcasts are missing when they're promoting? Oh. What, what are some of the things that, you know, are they missing opportunities? Are they not mm -hmm. understanding the frequency that you have to promote? What is it that, where's the disconnect? <laughs> All of that. So I think there's a few things that, and it depends on the goal of your podcast. So let's be clear, not all podcasts have necessarily the goal of becoming, like being part of the funnel for your business. Some podcasts are just podcasts, like just we want to get the good word out there and things on those lines. For folks that actually want to build a business around their podcasting, um, one of the things I think most frequently gets missed is how we promote it. So folks will promote, go download it on Apple, go download it on Spotify. Problem with that is that you cannot capture those individuals that go and download your podcast from there. So for a lot of my clients, we actually promote to the website. We promote to the show notes where there is a download player there, or they can link themselves out from that point to Apple, Spotify, wherever they want to go. The beauty to that is if your website is set up appropriately and has its pixel as it should, you have now pixeled that person. They have landed on your website. They have now been pixeled. So if down the road you are going to run ads, um, and we can talk about that too for like how you want to run ads for podcasts. But um, if you're going to be running ads, you now at least have your warm audience of people who have actually come to look at that and you can retarget them. And I think that's a huge piece that a lot of podcasters don't think about because they're not thinking about that funnel necessarily in terms of how do we recapture an audience. Mm -hmm. And that is the one downside when you send them out to Apple and Spot and all of these other players for them just to listen to the player is that it's missing. And even for some podcasters, they're missing the website component altogether. Yes. Yeah. And I, I do what you su suggest. I feel, I feel good. I do See? send people to my <laughs> website yeah. where it is, and then they can go download it. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the things though, that happens there then, okay, they listen, they do download. Um, but I don't have a lot of reviews. How can you promote a podcast? So how can you promote reviews because I do think people can listen on my website, right? Mm -hmm. And if they want to download and listen later, they can yeah. do that on like Apple or Spotify. But how do you then encourage people to prom I, help promote I, it by leaving reviews? I think that's such a hard thing to do. I mean, we're, I struggle with this with every one of my podcasters around what do we do about the reviews? And I think it's kind of like leaving comments on social media. Some folks are going to do it and some folks just okay. aren't. And Honestly, long-term goal, is the review really important? Like I know in the world of Apple and getting ranked in Apple and things on those lines, that's what we want. But from Spotify and a few others, you don't even get the chance to get that feedback. Um, again, comes back to the goal of the podcast. So the goal is to bring people into your business. The review really isn't necessarily going to do that as much as how did you get them to move to the next level for you? So if you've got them on your website, how do we move them now into, say, your email list? Do you even right. have an email list? Um, what are we doing to move them forward? Um, 
I guess from that perspective, I don't look at the reviews quite so much. I know everybody wants them, but at the same time, it depends on the long-term goal. If it's to get them into your business, them leaving you a review about your podcast may not get you as far as you think. Okay. All right. So let's talk about promoting your podcast better using partnerships and sponsorships. Ooh, love that. So I think a couple of things people are, tend to miss with this. Um, partnerships and sponsorships should absolutely be something that you do. One of the biggest pieces that I think folks miss with some of this is taking pre necessarily pre-recordings from it. I loved what you did in your opening. Um, that is the best way to go through if you're going to sponsor or partner with an outside business is to have the host engage that conversation themselves. Why do they like it? What do they want to do? And that becomes much more trustworthy to your listener than by having the, the company like give you a pre-batched commercial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of podcasters also miss promoting themselves. Mm. So are you promoting your own services on your website or on your podcast? Are you telling people how they can engage further with you while they're there? What's the next step? What else can they do with you? And I think a lot of people shy away from that. And I don't quite know why. Um, because it's a really good opportunity. You have people's ears once they're there and they're listening drop a little hook for yourself. Why, you know, what's the next steps? What can they get from you? Um, looking at it from that perspective, I think is really, really important and choosing your sponsors. Well, make sure they really do blend in with your audience, with what you're doing, what we're doing. Uh, honestly, we should have probably partnered with Canva and Descript before we did this. <laughs> <laughs> Gotten ourselves a couple of links as we were going through. Sure. Um, sure. But, and then make sure that you follow that through that. It's not just here. So if you are going to partner with somebody, make sure you're putting that partnership in the show notes, right? Make sure that that's laid out there. Put that in even in your um, descriptions when you're creating your podcast, because a lot of those will allow links. So if I'm going to go out and listen to your episode, I have your description there. Do you have links in there that either take me to your sponsors if you're doing affiliates or anything along those lines um, or even your own stuff? Is there a link in there to go to the show notes? Is there a link in there for your downloads? Like, all of that stuff, like, are you really using that to your full advantage? That's that's a really great point. And I have to go back and look and see what I have <laughs> in my show notes. Um, so um, as part of partnerships, um, sponsorship, we just talked about, you know, partnering with um, companies like Social mm -hmm. Insider, like I have done, or yeah. Script or Canva, or whoever it is that fits uh, your audience. What, what about guests? Can guests help promote your podcast? They should. And should they? And they how? They should. They really should. I mean, I guess it's a personal opinion on this one. I think that if you are going, so there's there's a two-way street here, right? So uh, me as a guest on your podcast, I'm hoping to get in front of your audience with my skills, right? And in a lot of ways for newer podcasters, they're choosing their guests based on their guests' audience, right? Because they're trying to promote their podcast to the guest and to their audience and get it in front of them. So it's a two-way street, I think, with guest and host of trying to get in front of each other's audiences for different things. So yes, I absolutely believe that if a host is bringing you in and spending time with you, that you should promote the fact that you're on their podcast to your network um, and let people know, hey, I was here. Go listen. Check this out. This is what you're going to get. And I don't think people do that often enough. Like I can see it even with my own clients where we provide them with tools. We give them everything. We give them social media um, 
snippets like, like snippet. little like we don't do the snippets we tell them the snippets are going to be there we would rather them share our reels okay than give them the reels to have them post that how about the like, words do you get do you have to give them tweets pre-written tweets we don't i've I done mean, that I i've done that and um i'm not really 100 sure that people necessarily all want that so that's the discussion that i yeah. wanted to have with you how do you pick guests do you pick them because they're well known do you mm. pick your guests because they have a big audience do you pick your guests because they have expertise do you pick guests because they're gonna um, really fuel a conversation or should you pick guests based on all of those and vary it, right? Because there's yeah. strategy involved. We're talking there about is. strategy talks, right? I yeah. think I all every single one of my live shows and podcasts has a guest. I have yeah. not done any solo ones. So my whole strategy is about picking the right guests mm-hmm. for the right reasons. And yeah. one of the things that I can share with you is that I only have invited guests of people that I've either met or my friends have met and recommended. I have not, I booked for you. one person <laughs> that was recommended to me by somebody else and they didn't show up. <gasps> so yeah. So no. I, I think that personal relationship yeah. for my, for my audience and for what I need for my guests is that if either met you or I know you or somebody that I know vouches mm-hmm. for you. Um, yeah. But what is some strategy that you can think of and, you know, you can refer back to your own clients of their guests? How, how do they pick them? I think it has to first come down to the first question you have to ask yourself is what is your goal? Like, what is, what are you doing on your podcast? So if we talk about, for example, Andrea's late starters club, like she's telling the stories of, people who have started something later in life. She, the goal is to inspire people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. So when a 30-year-old comes along or a 20-year-old comes along and pitches their you know, life story, it doesn't work. It doesn't meet the criteria of our podcast. So we will not accept them as a guest. Um, for others that I've worked with, they don't always necessarily know. I know some of my, my podcasters have worked with PR agencies but they do a lot of legwork in the background to make sure that this person truly is going to have a message that fits their podcast. Does it really work? Do they have it? Do they have any experience? Hmm. Um, being a guest, And I think right? that being a guest, being a speaker, having a conversation. Sometimes I think people have never had conversations before. Well, not only that, they also get like, you know, some people get a little bit freaked out by the fact that oh. they're live or that mm-hmm. they're on video, they get intimidated. And, yes. you know, the, the best thing about that is that I'm not giving them that limelight by themselves. I'm here with right. them. That's what I Absolutely. say to people, you know, you're here with me. So don't, don't freak out too much. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's crazy. But I think at the end of the day, like that always, it always has to come back to, it is your show, just like it's your business. It's whatever. This is yours. And no one can dictate who you're, but you can dictate who you're going to talk to or why you're talking to them. I think the best thing, I think it's more work for the guest than the host. I really think as guests, we have to do our legwork a little bit more. I think sometimes guests take it for granted that they've been accepted to be on somebody's podcast without really figuring out how does your story fit into what their podcast is about? Mm-hmm. And I think as guests, we need to be doing our due diligence a little bit more from that perspective so that we come on as good guests, as good, you know, informers of that show. We tell our story the right way. So, you know, if, for example, with you, I'm talking to you about strategies for podcasting. Again, I'll go back to Andrea's Late Starters Club. 
for her, my story might be how I started my business in my 40s. You know, it's not the same. It's it's still me and it's still my story, but my story has to change angles based on the audiences they're trying to reach. That makes and so, a lot of sense. That and I think that as a host, if we're inviting people on, it's our job to ensure that folks understand the, the light. They should. They should have done the research. But, you know, let's just help them along a little bit more and give them that view of this is how this story goes. And this is the story I want to tell. And as the guest, we need to make sure that we aren't trying to fit our story the way we want it to, but instead fit the story because it, it comes out. What people right. don't realize is that in these conversations, if it's not right, the audience can feel that awkwardness. Mm -hmm. The host can feel it. The audience can feel it. And at the end of the day, the host isn't as encouraging to promote that podcast episode if they don't feel like the conversation went well. Been there and done that. Amen. Yeah. All right. So we've we got to be better. We've got five <laughs> minutes left. I have okay. a question. Yep. If there's any, if somebody who's listening to strategy talks or watching this live or watching the replay, are there any quick things, small changes that they can do that can make a huge difference? And then also want to have your take on the long game. What's the long game? So let's start with the quick wins. The quick wins, make sure you're starting to direct people to your website. Okay. Stop directing them to your players, direct them to your website. Okay. And make sure it's pixeled. Let's just, because it's useless if it's not pixeled. So at okay. least make sure there's a pixel on there. All right. <laughs> and you, you're referring to a Facebook pixel so you can Or a Google pixel, Google something pixel, like something get your pixel. Googles, get something that some analytics tool back there that once those folks land there, you know about them. Good. <laughs> All right. And you get, so it's not just for advertising, but it also gives you data on who they are, where they are, how long they listen, all of those good pieces of, mm -hmm. of information you need to make your podcast better. Okay. To make your decisions. Yeah, right. absolutely. Long, the long game. So long game. a year's worth, a season's worth, you know, some people mm -hmm. do seasonal po post uh, podcasts. They do okay. season one through 10. They do. I do it by year. My season one was 2022. This is season two, 2023. <laughs> um, trying to do one every week, you know, getting there. Um, yeah. What is the long game? What should we think about when we want to promote somebody to be a lifelong listener or what should some some, you know, to build that community. What are some of the, what, what tips can you give us for that? Long game, think email, okay. think email list. Remember it just like with anything else in the world, our email lists are our gold that they will be the ones that come back again and again and again and listen to it. It's really not going to be the folks that are on your social media sites. They're not, you never know when they're going to see your posts, right? We all know the volatility of seeing business posts or any sure. kind of promotional post. So the folks that are really going to know that you've posted and what you're doing is your email list. So think email. And when you're thinking email, this also then comes into thinking about downloads. What can you offer? What is going to be your opt-in? Because just knowing in advance that an episode is dropping is probably not enough currency anymore to get somebody to sign up to your newsletter. Some folks might for it just to say, Hey, but start thinking about how do you, what would be valuable? You know, what have you been doing? Look at your episodes. Most likely you've got that content buried inside of your episodes. If you've already been right. creating a podcast, like what kind of tip sheet can you give them? What sort of download, what kind of ebook, what kind of whatever, what class can you offer them that will get them onto that email list? And long-term that is then where you will truly be able to start monetizing 
the work that you're doing because you'll now have an email list full of people who not only are listening to you, but are following you because of the message that you share. And then you can start offering other things there as well. That is wonderful. Let's leave it at that because we've got two minutes. I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to let you say where people can meet you. And then I'm going to tell people how they can work with me, which I don't do on my podcast. You really should do that. I'm going to (laughs) take your tip and I'm going to implement it today. So Sarah, how can people work with you, meet you? Where are you online? How can they find you? Fantastic. So working with me, if you're looking to launch your podcast, if you're looking to rope any of these tactics into your podcast, I'd be happy to help work with you. I've got packages to help work with all of that. You can find me on LinkedIn at Sarah Scott. Um, I'm out there. That's the main place to find me right now. All right. Awesome. And the name of your business once more, if they want to look for your website. Absolutely. Elite Media Strategies. Okay. Awesome. And if you're listening to this, watching this, and you're like, I've been following Doreen and Sarah's advice is pretty good. I don't really know how Doreen can help me. I do content management. I do social media strategies and implement it through content management for my clients. So I can you know, pull the content out of you and then make sure it goes onto social media, on your blog, on your email, everywhere else. And I'm part of a lot of different teams. I'm that freelancer that gets hired and puts in a team where either somebody is missing or they don't have that overall um, content manager in charge and helping them um, hold the content, create the content and put it in a library kind of thing. So um, that's kind of where my services come in. Thank you for that great tip, Sarah. Um, I'm going to go and say goodbye. Thank you to everybody for listening. Once again, if you were here as a podcast listener, we sure appreciate you. And for those of you who we who were here live with us on this episode, thank you for sticking all the way to the end. Sarah, I'll be in touch. Thank you so much, everybody. And uh, we'll see you all later. Bye. Bye.